You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 540 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland, and uh, it was a crazy night. Let's just say that right now. Let's agree on that. In fact, this is not going to be a typical episode of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I pride myself, honestly, on being pretty level-headed and pretty uh, analytically driven to the point where I know a lot of fans get frustrated with me not letting things breathe and not being uh, positive all the time, all that fun stuff. But this podcast is going to be a little bit more uh, sort of in that vein and kind of taking off of the uh, guardrails a little bit and talking just kind of freely about what happened on Friday night because it was an absolutely insane game. Just for a little little bit of context here, I'm still on the road. It's about 2.45 a.m. local time where I'm recording this, so my apologies if I start flying off the rails here, but I wanted to watch this game because I missed most of it um, live. Caught the very, very end upon getting back to my hotel and I had to do a full rewatch. I'm not going to do the full breakdown the way that I normally would on this game because, frankly, you know, it's not not really worth it at this point in time. Um, But needless to say, it was the Trey Young game in a lot of ways. Trey was fantastic. Um, Actually got off sort of to a slow start, but uh, took over the game in the second half and the first overtime especially and led the Hawks to a competitive, crazy game. But the final score, as you probably know by the time you listen to this, was 168 to 161 in quadruple overtime, that is absolutely outrageous. So uh, the score tells you a lot about what happened just because, you know, four overtimes, uh, there were more points scored in the overtime period, and the overtime periods, I should say, combined, um, than the rest of the quarters that were actually in play in this game. That kind of tells you that there was a lot of extra basketball played here. This game will certainly certainly be remembered for Trey Young's performance, even in a loss, because he had 49 points, 16 assists, and 8 rebounds. 49 points, 16 assists, and 8 rebounds. You can sort of hear my voice, I'm sure, that um, you know, Trey was preposterous, especially down the stretch of this game. Um, so, yeah, no full breakdown here. But one thing that I wanted to point out here at the top is the fact that John Collins actually missed this game. Uh, John Collins, the team's best player, in my opinion. At least at this moment, you could probably certainly argue that Trey's a better prospect than John Collins. But John Collins is the best player right now. He did not play in this game. In fact, um, he was sort of a late scratch with flu-like symptoms. He was added to the injury report on Friday morning. And then scratch, so probably one game absence for John. Nothing, nothing to be serious. The uh, concern about there, but later. Amari Spellman, who started this game in place of John Collins at the power forward spot, got hurt in the third quarter with a sprained ankle. I'm not really sure what the status of that is, but for now, 19 minutes for Spellman only. So after that, so after that, the Hawks were very short-handed. Vince Carter played 45 minutes. Vince Carter is the oldest player on the NBA right now. He played 45 minutes in an NBA game in 2019 on Friday night. That's sort of an undercover story story of this game, as well as the fact that Alex Lent had 24 and 10 off the bench for the Hawks, but it was all Trey Young all the time. And we will get back to Trey here. In a quick moment, um, sort of just you know nuts and bolts stuff here. Just briefly, the Hawks were up by three points in the at, at the half of this contest. They got bludgeoned in the third quarter, though. Gave up 38 points to the Bulls in the third quarter on 60% shooting or so. Trey Trey Young only had 10 points at the half on three of nine shooting. Only had 16 points after three quarters. So you figure he had 33 points after that. 
in the four overtime periods in the fourth quarter. That's pretty crazy. Um, the Hawks actually, actually trailed by as many as 13 points in the fourth quarter, but it was uh, the Trey Young explosion began there. Trey had 18 points and six assists in the fourth quarter alone, seven of nine shooting and two of two from three in that period. And uh, he was obviously pretty huge and pretty massive in leading the Hawks to the comeback to even force overtime. Uh, it was kind of all Trey. In fact, he knocked down a potential game winner, though everyone, everyone kind of thought it was going to be a game winner. It feels like a long, long time ago now because there were four overtime periods after that, but he knocked down uh, what, what appeared to be a walk-off level three um, late in the uh, late in the shot clock, late, late in the game clock in the fourth quarter. Then, then the Hawks, um, unfortunately, Dwayne Devin was called for sort of a dubious foul on Otto Porter, who made all three of his free throws to tie the game and start the overtime, um, I guess the overtime slog that was the four overtime periods. Um, in the fourth, in the overtime, though, the Young actually started this with a four-point play in the first overtime, sort of set the tone a little bit. He had 11 points in the in the five-minute overtime period. Um, he was matched by Zach Levine, though, who was fantastic also in this game offensively for the Bulls. Levine had 47, which is uh, kind of undercovered, honestly, because of the fact that Young got a lot of attention, and rightly so, but Levine had a monster game as well. And in fact... The Bulls had three 30-point scores. Laurie Markin had 31 and 17 for the Bulls, and Otto Porter had 31 and 10 to go along with 47, 9 and 9 for the for Levine. So it was not a, only a Hawks thing, but this is obviously a Hawks podcast, and we're going to focus on that. Um, in the overtime periods, um, Trey Young finished at the rim to force double overtime late in the first overtime. That was a huge play by him to keep the game alive and keep the momentum alive. Uh, Ryan Archidiakono hit, hit a big three to keep the game alive on the Bulls' side. Triple overtime was a pretty ugly back and forth in some ways. Um, the Hawks actually never trailed in either the second or the third overtimes, but managed to uh, get sent to, uh, I guess, to have the, tie, have the game tied by the Bulls. That was kind of brutal in some ways for the, for the Hawks, but... You know, all that to say, the fourth quarter was not great. They finally rested Trey Young in the fourth quarter. He, he sat the first minute and a half because he was, uh, I'm sure, gassed. Trey played a, uh, a a game high 56 minutes. That's obviously a career high by a lot for Trey Young in terms of the, of the minutes department. He was, I'm sure, gassed at the end of this thing. He was, um, you know, all over the place and asked to do pretty much everything offensively, especially in the game without John Collins. So the Bulls had a, had a 7-0 run in the fourth quarter to kind of take control of things and ended up stretching the things out to 7 um, I will come back here in a moment with some uh, with some more numbers. But needless to say, this is a crazy one. And again, I know I'm sort of off the rails to some degree here, but it's an emergency podcast. It's free flowing, and honestly, this is a crazy, crazy game. So we'll come back here in a moment. But I want to take a, a short break. We'll, we'll be back again in just one second. Okay, we're back to talk about the madness that was the individual play and the sort of records and all that fun stuff in this game. Um, first things first, this is a franchise record for points scored for the Hawks um, in a loss, which is kind of fitting in a lot of ways. I made that joke on Twitter, but it's kind of still applies here. The Hawks being the Hawks in the franchise history and all that fun stuff. 161 points, and they lost. Granted, it was four overtime, so it wasn't like they just had this incredible offensive performance. They were really good on offense in this game. They won a 113 offensive rating, but still, um, 161 in a, in a game in which you lose is kind of crazy. And by the way, this, this stat came courtesy of the Associated Press. But the first time since December 7th, 2006, that a team scored at least 150 in a loss. Um, so kind of takes a lot of things to go right, a lot of fast pace, a lot of scoring, and of course, multiple overtimes to get to 161 and lose. And the Hawks were able to do that in this game. In fact, it was the first four-overtime game um, in the NBA, in the NBA um, and definitely for the Hawks since the uh, Nixon Hawks played in 2016. I was actually at that game at at, Phillip, at, at then Phillips Arena. Paul Mills had 37 points. Melo had 45. That was a crazy one. This is probably even crazier. And that game felt like it was insane. It was like it was a long time ago as well. But still, um, I mentioned before Alex Lynn had a season high uh, tying with 24 and 10. I'm saving trade to the end. I promise I'm going to get there. Um, elsewhere for the Hawks in this spot, Kevin Herter had a couple nice moments, 15 points, um, hit three threes. 
Debbin had a double-double, 14 and 12. Torian Prince fouled out, um, and actually so did Debbin. Um, and a lot of fouls in this game, as you probably would imagine. Carter had five, Lynn had five. Devin fouled out and Prince fouled out. So by the end, they were running with, you know, without four or five of their top big men. Obviously, they were without Collins. And by the time you were getting to the fourth overtime, no Devin, no Prince, no Spellman, no Collins. So it was, uh, you know, it was Carter and Lynn and some Justin Anderson minutes. Um, you know, a lot of small ball lineups. It was just kind of crazy to see what the Hawks were having to do in the fourth overtime period. And uh, a lot of just craziness going on in this game. Um, I guess we can move on to Young now because it was a. Uh, Obviously, the night of uh, Trey Young's career to this point. I mean, not necessarily. I wouldn't say it's kind of funny to say this. I'm not sure he played the best game. Best game he's played uh, overall. He was obviously ridiculous in this game and was sort of worthy of all of the accolades. I think you know, full game wise, I'm not sure he played his best game here. But obviously, from the end of the third quarter on, he was uh, crazy good. Um, but the final line one more time here: 49 points, 16 assists, eight rebounds. Did have nine turnovers, but 17 of 33 from the floor. 6 of 13 from 3, 9 of 11 from the free throw line, and uh, yeah, Trey was just outrageous. This is the third straight game, you know, career high, which seems impossible. He went he went 35, 35, um, sorry, 36, 36, and then 49. So Trey was, uh, you know, obviously, he's sort of in his own role right now. In fact, after the All-Star break, this is a five-game sample, but he's averaging 34.8 points and 10.4 assists per game since the All-Star break. So, we, he's obviously reached a new level. There's no question about that. And, uh, you know, most points uh, actually by a rookie since uh, in the entire NBA since Brandon Jennings in 2009 with 55. That is obviously pretty crazy to uh, hear and see. So, yeah, you know, Trey Young setting all kinds of records. No rookie in the history of the NBA has gone for the 49-16 that Trey did in this game. So that's uh, kind of speaks for itself as well. So, you know, you know the, the entire Hawks team put up a bunch of crazy numbers in this game. But Trey Young 49-16-8 kind of, uh, again, speaks for itself i will say you know big picture I, I often like to provide context on these kind of things but this is one of those nights where you just kind of have to let this let, 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 let this thing breathe a little bit let the fan base get off and uh, be very very happy very excited about their guy because trey took over the game in a way that only guys like him can do he has the offensive talent to go ahead and just take over games like that he did it in this game he was the only reason why the hawks did not lose this game by probably 10 points or more in the in regulation and uh, you know it's very easy to get excited about trey young and uh, Trust me, it's it's the smart thing to do. You know, you see a lot of the takes flying around about Young and Rookie of the Year and the Luka Doncic trade, all that fun stuff. I'm going to let everybody have their fun on that one, I promise, because uh, Trey's been absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, Luka's having a great year as well, but Young is showcasing all of the talent that uh, he was uh, drafted to showcase. And the Hawks saw this kind of player in him, and offensively, he's lived up to the standard in a big, big way here. So please be excited if you are a Hawks fan. That's the only thing, that's the only rational response now is to just be through through the roof, over the moon, whatever kind of adjective or phrase you want to describe this Hawks, uh, this Hawks experience right now. Because honestly, they're a league pass all-star team right now with the way that they were playing. Obviously, they're not they're still not good as a as a overall team, but Trey Young is everything that you would want from a young guard, honestly, offensively right now. You throw in John Collins when he's healthy. You throw in all the young guys that they have, and Lloyd Pierce is playing a fun style, et cetera, et cetera. It's definitely just appropriate to be excited, be over the moon, and uh, trust me, it was uh, it was sort of an experience to even watch this game, you know, post-midnight where I am now. That's kind of tells you all the things. I knew what happened, and I was still sort of just living and dying by the you know the blow-by-blow. Blow. Shouts to Sam Meredith, who was uh, asked by me to chronicle this game on peacetreehoops.com in, in a sort of immediate fashion. He's sort of a running diary of this game going up about 3,000 words worth. That's obviously insane for a regular season basketball game in March where that doesn't really matter in the standings. And honestly, big picture, the Hawks, the Hawks lost this game and that didn't matter in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Trey Young was the story. The Hawks were the story in terms of the way they played. It was a fun game. It was an awesome sporting event even though the game didn't, quote, matter at all. And uh, again, you know, Trey Young, 
get your takes off everybody because I promise I've been making fun of people since uh, since June about this, but the people that were sort of ready to bury Trey Young in June were out of their minds. Um, even you know, as someone who on this podcast did not, definitely did not say that it was a smart trade at the time, I did not love the trade that the Hawks made. But even then, on draft night, in saying that I didn't love the trade, the upside was certainly there. Trey Young's upside has never been in question, and if you if you were panicking uh, during July summer league, I was trying to tell you not, not to do that. So hopefully, you guys learn have learned by this by this point. I think everyone's learned at this point, but um, there was certainly some old takes exposed flying around, uh, and rightly so, from over the summer and even early in the year when he was struggling in November. No question about it, Trey Young looks the part of an offensive superstar in the making. It's not like an absolute given that he's going to be that kind of player yet, but you know, obviously he's shown the glimpses now. You, you, you don't go 35-10 and 10 over a five-game sample in the NBA without all kinds of talent, and he showcased that in a big way here. So um, that's going to do it for today's podcast. My apologies for the background noise. I, I sort of could not get it to a better location in this particular spot. Um, this is not a normal podcast in any way for me, but I wanted to pop in because it was kind of a situation where I had to pop in. It's very late. It's just one of those things. And uh, please please subscribe to the podcast. Please do all that fun stuff. And I promise when I get back to Atlanta, I'll be back in my normal studio, normal sound, normal podcast, all that fun stuff. But thanks for joining me on this, uh, again, crazy, I guess, historic game because that was, you know, that's sort of an overused phrase, but it was historic. There were all the numbers and all the crazy stuff that happened. Hopefully you guys got to enjoy this one. If you didn't, go find it on your DVD because that was a crazy one. So please subscribe. We will see you guys later on in the weekend and probably into next week.